Well, good morning. Merry Christmas. I hope you had a wonderful celebration of the holiday. Um, we find ourselves in this special time, and this morning is going to be a little bit different than most services we've had. Um, we find ourselves in this strange time where, you know, it's the last Sunday before the end of 2020, which has been a year like no other, let's just be honest. And we also find ourselves in this special spot where we're between like looking back at last year and then looking forward to a new year, hopefully a better year, right? We also find ourselves in this unique spot where not only are we looking back and looking forward, but also realizing, okay, on the other side of Advent, we don't just look back as Christians on, on, the, uh, on the incarnation, we also get to look back on the cross. Um, and that's what we're going to get to do moving forward as we spend the rest of this year reflecting on how the Old and the New Testament point to Jesus over and over again. So this is going to be a unique, a unique service because we're going to kind of weave together some teaching and then, and then some worship. And then in particular, we're going to give you some time at home to be able to do some reflection personally as well as maybe with your family or those that are, those that are with you. So it's going to be a little bit of a different, different Sunday. We'll be back live next Sunday as we always are. But on this special week, kind of that between Christmas and New Year, that looking back and looking forward kind of time, we're going to kind of focus here for a minute. And we're going to focus on the book of Isaiah, and in particular Isaiah 42, because we've been, as we know, reading through the Bible together. And here we find ourselves with a clear picture of what Isaiah calls the servant of the Lord. He talks about him like, and like no other. He talks about four different times about the, the picture of this Messiah, this Savior that's going to come. And so we're going to read from Isaiah chapter 42. So look on your screen. Here goes Isaiah 42, verse 1 through 7. Behold my servant, whom I uphold, my chosen, in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the nations. He will not cry aloud or lift up his voice or make it heard in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break and a faintly burning wick he will not quench. He will faithfully bring forth justice. He will not grow faint or be discouraged till he has established justice on the earth and the coastlands wait for his law. Thus says God, the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and what, and what comes from it. He gives breath to the people on it and spirit to those who walk in it. This is what the Lord says. I am the Lord. I have called you in righteousness. I will make you, I will take you by the hand and keep you. I will give you as a covenant for the people, a light for the nations to open the eyes that are blind, to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon, from the prison, those who sit in dark darkness. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This, this passage is telling us about Jesus. It's just this foreshadowing, this, this picture ahead 700 years in the past about what Messiah was going to look like, what Jesus was going to be like. And, and what does the passage say? Look at verse 1. What's he going to be like? What's this Jesus like? It says, Behold my servant whom I uphold. He's, he's a servant in spirit and in action. My chosen, God says, in whom my soul delights. He's the one that's been chosen by God as his son, and his soul delights in him. He says, I've put my spirit upon him. The very spirit of God has anointed him with power to accomplish his purposes. And all those things, you see this, my, 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 the Lord is saying, this is all mine. This is what I'm doing. And I'm going to bring forth justice 
to the nations. That's like a little preview of the mission he's about to send this Messiah on. And so what is this Messiah's method? What's, what's he like? Is he going to come to his people with, with a rod? Is he going to come? Is he going to be boisterous and belligerent and blustering? Is he going to be pushing around his power? No. Listen to what verse 2 said. He will not cry aloud or lift up his voice or make it heard in the streets. Listen. A bruised reed he will not break and a faintly burning wick he will not quench. There is going to be this gentleness, and we see this when we read the Gospels about Jesus. There's this gentle, meek spirit about Jesus. It says literally that the way in which Jesus is going to interact with people is he's going to speak in a way that it's like blowing on a candle, but so faintly that it might go out. But it doesn't go out. I practiced that a bunch of times, and it still didn't work. But that's the picture, right? That's look how easy that was for it to blow. That's the gentleness of how Jesus is going to move towards his people. And you see it, right? He talks to the weak, to those who've been rejected. Children are drawn to him. There's a gentleness with which he's going to bring this purpose. And this purpose is justice. Look at what it says. He's, he's meek, but he is strong in purpose. Verse 3, he will faithfully bring forth justice. He will not grow faint or be discouraged till he has established justice in the earth and the coastlands wait for his justice, wait for his law. And this, this is more than just like, Jesus is going to make things somewhat fair now. No, no, no. This is a, this is a wholeness, a, a broad scale shalom, a rightness of all things that are going to manifest themselves in our personal lives and manifest themselves in the entire world. That's what Jesus is going to be up to when he comes. That's what he was up to when he came. This is all foreshadowing forward, right? And so, so how is Jesus going to do this? What's, what's, his, what's, what's the how of Jesus' purpose and his mission? And he says it very clearly here in, in verse 6. For all those who will look to the Messiah, this is what Jesus will do. He says, I am the Lord. I have called you in righteousness. Jesus will be the righteous one. I will take you by the hand and I will keep you. And I will give you as a covenant to my people. You're going to be the very thing, the covenant for my people. For what purpose? You're going to be a light to the nations. To open the eyes that are blind and to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon, from the prison, those who sit in darkness. Did you hear that? Jesus is going to come as the light into the world to open the eyes of the blind, to to set people free. He's gonna, he came to open our eyes, to open, to open my eyes, to open your eyes to what we could not see. And what is it we couldn't see? We couldn't see the grace and the love and the purpose that comes from God. We couldn't understand his power. We couldn't understand God as he was. And so Jesus came and he says, I'm going to open your eyes. That's what God, Jesus does as he comes and rescues us. He opens us. He makes it possible for us to see God. He has made it possible for you to see God as he is. not just helping us see, but he's setting us free. There's something vivid about the picture of a dungeon to me. The idea of freeing people who are in the darkness of darkness, who have no hope of digging their way out or clawing their way out, of being vindicated, having been thrown down and forgotten. That's the power of sin has over his people. And God says, I'm sending my Messiah, my Savior, my servant, and he is going to set people free. Do you hear as we look back on this past year, as we look to this coming year, like you've been set free if you know Jesus. 
He has made a way. He has brought you out of darkness. He's brought light to you, and you've been made free. And having been made free, and having been given eyes to see the grace and the power and the love of God, we now have all the things that belong to Jesus unto ourselves. That, that's what's truest right now. As you stand back looking at, maybe it was a, a great year, maybe it was a terrible year. Maybe it was a terrible decade. And maybe uncertainty in the future. What we know today is that all that belonged to Jesus, the servant of the Lord, now is ours. He frees us to receive not just a mission, but to receive the very grace of God that reminds us that we are now chosen. That we are his servants. That he delights in you. Did you hear that? I don't know where, where your life has taken you to this moment. I don't know what you're, uh, Sunday the 27th of December, what, you, what you're sitting thinking about, but, but today, because of Jesus coming, he delights in you. And that is the truest thing about you, that he has delight because he has chosen you in Jesus Christ. He has made you righteous, and that's the good news. And so this past year, what's been happening, is this is what God does through his spirit, is he's been opening your eyes to see. And he's been, he's been giving you an opportunity to become freer and freer. And so what we want to do is just take a minute and reflect on that reality and say, okay, in the magnitude of the grace of Jesus, what, what has he freed me from? What has he helped me see? So here are the questions you're going to spend the next 10 minutes reflecting on. Looking back, you're going to discuss it together or have a journal. Here's the question. In what ways are you more free today? than a year ago. Let me say it another way is, what has less power or control over you now? And, and how'd that come about? What, what did God use for that? And then how can you see more clearly, I'm sorry, what can you see more clearly about God and about yourself today than you did before? Like a year ago today, what, what could you not see that now you can see? What are you less blind to because of God opening your eyes in Christ? what's contributed to that change? And lastly, what are some things that maybe you desire to be more free from today, to have greater freedom in this coming year? So we're going to take 10 minutes. So it's a couple minutes just reflecting on those questions and then share with those that are around you what God has for you, what he's shown you, and then what he might have for you in this coming year. And then we'll come back and have some worship. that's what the Messiah has done, right? He's made you more free. And hopefully this year he's made you more and more free. He's, he's given you sight to see things you couldn't see before. And what's amazing is that this passage tells us exactly how we should respond. It tells us with the natural inclination of the person who understands the magnitude of the Messiah having come and become righteousness that we might be considered righteous. It tells us what to do. It tells us worship. So what I want you to do, we're going to read together verses 10 through 12. Read out loud with me from home. Sing to the Lord a new song, his praise from the end of the earth. You who go down to the sea and all that fills it, the coastlands and their inhabitants, let the desert and its cities lift up their voice, the villages that Kedar inhabits, let the inhabitants of Selah sing for joy. Let them shout from the top of the mountains. Let them give glory to the Lord and declare his praise in the coastlands. 
Did you hear it? Everyone everywhere praises the Lord, lifts up their voice in praise, sings for joy to the glory of God. And that's what we're going to do now. We're going we're to worship. We're going to sing a couple songs, and we're going to have an opportunity, especially first here, to sing Amazing Grace, the very response to the work of Jesus on our behalf. And as we come to the end of Amazing Grace, is going to be our moment to take communion together. So as the song concludes, we're going to give you a little space there and take the elements, reminding you of the picture of the grace of Jesus, the one who came and helped you to see, Jesus, see God, see the Father by grace alone, the one who freed you from the dungeon of sin, from hopelessness to hope and a future. So let us sing together Amazing Grace. Come sing with us this morning.
chosen in whom he delights because he has put his spirit within us and because he has now called us to be righteousness everywhere we go. He's taken us by the hand. Now he gives us as covenant bearers to every single person that he sends us to, the people in our lives, that he sends us not just to bring light but to be agents of the light to everyone around us, to the nations, it says here, which means your neighbor, your friend, the person around the corner. And what is he sending us into? 
what is, what is Jesus sending you into in 2021? He's sending you in to verse 7. To open the eyes of the blind. To bring out the prisoners from the dungeon. From the prison, those who sit in darkness. Loved ones, we are a sent people. God sent his son. We just spent all of Advent talking about that reality. We are a sent people who have been given the vision of God as bearers of his grace, having been brought out of darkness, having been given eyes to see, having been freed from despair. We are now agents of grace. And God dispatches us with good news to live out good news and to participate with God in being bearers of that light everywhere we go. That's the simplicity of the gospel. God does something to us in a way that transforms us and moves us towards the people he sends us to. This year, you are being sent. You are being sent to people who need you, people who are trapped in shame, people who are trapped in dishonor, people who are are living in, in, in ashes, People who have no hope. That is what the hope of the gospel does for us. It sends us. And it's sending you. And so with this short reflection, we want to invite you into asking the question, who is God sending me to? Who is God sending me towards this coming year? So here are the questions. Who are the one to two people that God has placed in your life that you know need new freedom or real sight? And how might God be sending you specifically in tangible ways to engage them? What might be just the first step towards them? What might that look like? So you're going to have 10 minutes here to reflect, to listen to God, to, to hear, and then to obey, to trust him as you move towards people this coming year. What is God saying to you? And what does it look like to tell the other people around you today? Let's take about 10 minutes to reflect on these questions with the Lord. Well, we're going to close with one more song and then the benediction. So if you would, sing along with us.
I receive the benediction from the book of Isaiah, chapter 61. Jesus says this about himself, and we get to say it about ourselves too. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of the Lord, to comfort all who mourn, to grant to those who mourn in Zion to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit, that they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. They shall build up the ancient ruins. They shall raise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. Instead of your shame, there shall be a double portion. Instead of dishonor, they shall rejoice in their lot. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess a double portion. They shall have joy everlasting. Well, on the last Sunday of 2020, you are loved, grace, and peace to you. We will see you next week. Make sure you register online, and we look forward to worshiping with you in 2021. Have a great year, Ed.